morning glory and hallelujah, everybody. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Friday. Today is the sixth day of December 2019. My name is Nick, ladies and gentlemen, for the last time in over seven days, Big J. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. What are the uh, staycation plans? I know you're not going anywhere. Do you have anything? Do you have like a to-do list to do? Anything like that? Um, no, not really. You got to go to the doctor. Did you set an appointment? Yeah. It's not till Friday though. It sucks. Of next week, yeah. the week from today. Um, but it's because I have to do some other stuff too. Other than that, I, I don't have any plans except to uh, do some uh, some trucking. <laughs> nice man. Do some trucking, playing some games, get together a crew. How did it go? Nick, I, I you saw son you, of a bitch! I saw you soliciting online yesterday. Did it work? Yeah. How many is in your crew now? 75. Now you're no, lying. no, I only need a couple. How many did you get? Well, I don't have to actually personally talk to any of them yet, Oh, I but, see, I see. Uh, a couple. Good, good. Uh, now you can do some heist together on GTA Online. Uh, depressing or happy that you're 43 years old and your plan on your vacation is to play video games? No, I'm very happy about Good. that. Good. You know why? Because uh, that's my generation. Uh, are you talking about your generation? No, but I mean, uh, if I were 43, but this was 1982, it might oh. be different. I might be a wacko. Yeah, yeah, because nobody knew what video games were right back then. So you would be a future seeker. No, I'm just saying, I grew up playing video games. Why stop just because I get older? Well, I'm not telling you to stop. Uh, I, I'm just, uh, I'm just saying, I don't know if. It's good. The time of fe- feeling guilty about it is over. That's for sure. Over. I'm not sure you feel guilty about anything, do you? No, I do. Totally. I want to oh, get into it, but... No, no, no. I, I know what you feel guilty about. We've talked about this before. When other people are working and you're sitting around doing nothing, you feel guilty. At home playing video games? <laughs> yes. So there's a little bit of guilt. So every day. I mean, my wife literally works 15 feet from where I'm playing video games. Yeah, but your day is over at that point. You've already worked. You know, there's there's a little bit of give and yeah, take. Yeah, but there. that's at like ten thirty in the morning. I'm talking about when she's doing physical labor that she shouldn't be. She's not getting paid to do. Oh yeah. Other people are, and you're just sitting around. You're going, oh man, oh no, oh, what have I done? Uh, listen, today on the show it's going to be a busy one. Big J's got a life lesson for you. We're going to have a visit from Rob and Jeff from Stone Temple Pilots in the eight o'clock hour. We're excited about that. Rob DeLeo? Yeah, you know of the DeLeo brothers. Jeff thing? Gut? Yeah. You know, of Stone Temple Pilots fame. Ah, damn. Tickets go on sale today at 10 o'clock for that acoustic show happening February 8th. We got a chance to get on the horn with them today. We're going to take it. And we're going to talk a little bit about their new album and the acoustic tour that they're going on. Plus, we'll get somebody qualified, hopefully, for another chance at the 12 Guitars of Xmas. The very first drawing for the first three winners to get the first three picks of the 12 Guitars is happening at 9 o'clock this evening. So you're going to want to get in on that. We're going to give you a chance at 7.50, plus all sorts of other fun. We should get started with important stuff. When news breaks, we're the first there to mock it. Important stuff. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. I know I can't interest you in free skiing, but maybe I can interest some of the other people in the Treasure Valley on some free skiing. And Brundage Mountain in McCall is opening up the Easy Street Triple Chair. Ooh. For some free skiing and riding this weekend. The McCall ski area's snow depths range from about 10 inches to 16 inches, but snowmaking on the Easy Street run has provided enough extra snow to open that portion of the mountain for the weekend operations. Easy Street's going to be open from 10 to 3 Saturday and Sunday for the free skiing. And snow also in the forecast this weekend up there in McCall. 
with a second round expected midweek next week. Now, Brundage is going to open more terrain and expand hours as soon as the snow conditions allow it, but the Easy Street Lift is free to all ages. The free access is part of their Learn to Ski and Ride program. Highlights include the Family Fun Zone, the 4x4 Learn to Ski and Ride program, and that offers some lessons and rentals. And you can still grab your season pass up there at Brundage for $2.49 a pop, so there's some bargains to be had as well. A little bit of a haul up there to McCall, but you know what? If you want to enjoy some free skiing, maybe get away for a weekend, there you go. You can take, this, take advantage of this weekend while well, you can, right? Yeah. Bears beat the Dallas Cowboys last night 31-24 on Soldier Field, notching their fourth win in five games after losing four in a row. Mitchell Trubisky looked like a stud last night, Big J. It's easy to do when uh, the defense doesn't know how to tackle. Man, I tell you what, nobody, nobody is talking about how bad the Cowboys' defense is this year. Yeah, it's awful. You know what? I mean, since, and I hate to be a homer here, but uh, Leighton injured his neck. Yeah. Um, That defense, they need him. They need that kind of intensity that he had last year. That healthy Leighton Vanderish made all the difference. And it's tough to say because that defense is still rotten with BSU players, but they it's a bad defense right now. It's not playing well. And it's not like they're not talented. They just aren't, you know, they're not tackling. Everybody's it's the simplest stuff to do. All over uh, Jason Garrett and even to a lesser extent still, Kellen Moore has uh, certainly gone off the, uh, the ripe young coach that's ready for whatever. Uh, but the offense, you know, even though it took them a while to get going last night, they did finally score some points at the end of the game. Uh, but, man, that defense, no, the Bears have not looked this good in years. Uh, and, and, you know, uh, not to be a homer here, uh, for the, again, for, for defending Kellen Moore and everything, but uh, I, I also heard that um, the offense, the Cowboys offense, leads the league in drops. Uh, and but Dak didn't look great either. He had a lot of missed throws, missed an open touchdown. So, man. But here's the thing about it: they're still number one in the East Division, and they could still make the playoffs. Yeah, they're six and seven. But that 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 uh, that division's got off. It doesn't matter. I mean, they they're gonna be, be in the playoffs with a subpar record. Maybe. They'll, they'll leave early Maybe. for sure. But uh, but yeah. So it's uh, it was a rough game last night and ugly to be sure. Bronco fans, one more chance to see the team play on the blue this season. It's happening tomorrow night, Championship Saturday. Boise State football team will host its third straight Mountain West Championship game. Hawaii Rainbow Warriors coming into Albertson Stadium. The game is going to kick off at 2 p.m. Going to be nationally televised on the mothership ESPN. And for the first time since joining the Mountain West in 2011, Boise State went undefeated in conference play. Broncos uh, beat the Warriors 59-37 on the blue back on October 13th. Since that game, however, Hawaii has gone 5-2, and two, and they've won four games in a row as well. So we'll see. But you know what? It's a different Broncos team, too. Different quarterback this time around. There's a lot of differences in this, this too. So it's a completely different matchup, I think. Yeah. We'll give you our final score prediction in the 8 o'clock hour, but get ready for championship Sunday, or excuse me, championship Saturday tomorrow. Woody Harrelson and Justin Thoreau have signed on to executive produce the White House Plumbers. It's going to be a show all about the Watergate scandal. Uh, Harrelson's going to play E. Edward Hunt, and uh, Thoreau's going to play G. Gordon Liddy. The five-episode series hails from the Veep writers and executive producers. And I'm not sure what network it's going to air on or if it's wide up and open. Probably HBO is where it's going to go if it's from the Veep people. Uh, so you're going to see a limited series about Watergate in case you wanted it. And that's what Woody Harrelson and Justin Thoreau are up to. Morning After with Nick and Big J. First round of important stuff in the can. Life Lesson on the Morning After.
with Nick and Big J. Yep, and uh, today's life lesson deals with loss, Nick, and uh, you know, moving on and, and grieving. And uh, 15 years ago, on uh, what will be coming up here Sunday, will be the anniversary of uh, Dimebag Daryl's passing, along with a few other people at that uh, club in Columbus, Ohio. And uh, I, I was here uh, the next morning. I was doing a show solo because we're in vacation time. Yeah, and uh, man, it was. It was awful, uh, and and just you know the outpouring of fans uh, on the phone, and it was it was very difficult. And you know as we have moved on, uh, and and of course now we have lost Vinny as well. You know, I, I, me personally having some loss here recently and learning about grieving. And, and thank you to Steve Exeen from Ride for Twenty Two, who has uh, you know put together that to, to help remember uh, the fall, and, and 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 he has said something that you really sticks with me and he's like if you stop saying their name that's when they disappear and that's when they're gone forever so it's remembering the people that were in our lives that aren't in our lives anymore that's really important and as i've gone and done some counseling and you know gone through this last you know year and a half or so with the loss of my mom remembering her and talking about her is super important uh, you know at first it was really hard because you know obviously it's it's a, a pretty um uh, painful thing, but uh, it's very important to remember those stories. And so, I got a story for you uh, because Damage Plan came through Boise a bunch uh, before this happened, uh, playing with Drowning Pool. And, um, you know, we Dimebag was always very gracious and we did some meet and greets and things like that. Always the nicest guy. But I go back to the time we talk about how uh, the flu vaccine and how I, I don't take one because the last time I took one, I got really sick. It was my only one opportunity to do a meet and greet with with uh, with Pantera. Nick. Okay, and so the the boss at the time thought it'd be really funny to play a joke on me because I was pretty green behind the ears, and uh, he was trying to convince me that you know Pantera was really more a, a Christian band than anything. <laughs> and and he's like, they got a bunch of uh, signed Bibles that they're gonna that we want you to give them and to get to sign. And I'm like, really? Okay, sure. So this is going to be like a big joke on me and talk about putting me in a terrible situation. And But I was told that the band would be, they were in on what was kind of going on, right? So this is happening out at the Ford Idaho Center was Pantera. And um, I, I think uh, White Zombie was going to be there. It's a huge show. Yeah. I got sicker than I've ever been sick in my life. I mean, legitimately flu. I couldn't move. I couldn't get up. It was awful. I had to call and say, hey, listen, I can't make it. I am super, super sick. It was terrible. Biggest regret of my life of being sick that weekend because uh, I didn't get to have any of that fun and, and whatnot. But, uh, you know, just the fact that, that they were totally into messing around with some radio geek is 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 really, a, you know, just goes to speak about the kind of people that uh, Dimebag and Vinny were. So, um, you know, Sunday, you know, maybe, uh, maybe have a little bit of a black tooth grin. Uh, drink for yourself and for uh, Dimebag and, and his friends that uh, were taken from us uh, on that day long ago. Always good to remember, and that's one of the big things that's going to be happening at the the Hell Yeah show too on the uh, the twelfth. Yeah, it's it all is, about the memory. It is a tribute to Vinnie Paul, and uh, I, I tell you what, it's uh, you know going to be a very very cool thing, and I, I can't wait to be there. Yeah, it's going to be cool. I got took the whole week off. Get ready. Get ready to join us out there for that as well. There's your life lesson morning after with Nick and Big J. Some important stuff. We're also going to go to hell coming up. With Nick and Big J. Christmas is coming, Big J. Are you ready? Yeah. You have all your presents done? No, I don't have any. Well, then I would... 
I got. I, you know, I, I, you're so hard now. I don't know what to do. Ooh. You might want to put a little bit more information. That'd be hard to purchase. Hard to. Hard, yeah, hard. To. Thank you. God, you're. And so. Just the worst. I, I, <laughs> about finding a present for you. Uh, yeah, listen, it's not like you're a walk in the park either. I just happened to stumble upon something that, because, uh, I mean, the last few years, I felt like it's been a cop-out. I've just added to the action figure stuff that's in here. But it's clear now that you have some favorites because others don't even make it over here anymore. They're I'm particular. Into the I'm, I'm particular. And so I'm like, I'm not going to bother adding to that. Uh, yeah, I don't know. know why this is here. <laughs> it's a dumb one. And so... Uh, I, I went out, I, something crossed my timeline that I was like, perfect for Big J. I'm doing that. And then uh, as I was looking at it, I found another thing and I was like, perfect for Big I J ha- again. I have not been told what I'm getting the wife for Christmas, so. There's nothing on there that like you, you, you gotta surprise her with anything? Yeah, it'd be returned. All right. And I would be, feel bad about it. All right. Either way, if you're gonna fly somewhere for Christmas, you're gonna wanna listen up. If you missed out on the details during the summer and earlier this fall, then experts say prices tend to temporarily drop about two to three weeks ahead of Christmas. According to AAA, booking around December 8th and December 9th can actually lead to some major savings. The data from Expedia supports this, noting booking around this time can save you around 15% or so. Also planning to fly the Saturday before Christmas, December 21st is the most expensive day to fly, so avoid that. You can save up to 30% by flying out on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. But the absolute cheapest day to fly, December the 23rd. That seems weird to me. Yeah, that seems like that would be a prime time to go somewhere. Yes. Right? Unless you're cutting it too close, and nobody likes to do that. Um, But uh, the the last couple of times that my parents have come to visit, they've always flown out on Christmas Day for that exact reason. Uh, They're here for like a couple of days before Christmas and then bail out on the day of Christmas so that they can, you know, save some money. Smart. If you have the ability to do that, not all of us do. So think about it. But if that's the case, you're still thinking about flying somewhere for the holidays, uh, then Monday or Tuesday is when you're going to want to book those flights. Broncos fans getting one more chance to see their team play on the blue this season. Championship Saturday is here tomorrow. It is the Boise State Broncos v. Hawaii Rainbow Warriors at Albertson Stadium. Kickoff 2 p.m. tomorrow. Game will nationally be televised on ESPN. Still some tickets available if you want to enjoy it. First time Boise State's enjoying an undefeated season in the Mountain West. Hawaii does not have a bad season either. It's, I guess it's been a while, Mountain West. I always say that. I'm like, well, we've had a couple undefeated seasons before, but yeah. that wasn't during the whack days. That's correct. Very much so. Uh, and so we'll see what ends up happening. Hawaii's on a four-game winning streak. Of course, they're facing a different Broncos team, too, with somebody else at the Helm Henderson this time around. So we'll see how it all goes down. We'll give you our final score predictions next hour here on the morning after. Bears beat the Cowboys last night, 31-24. Mitchell Trubisky threw three touchdown passes, 244 through the year. A couple of them caught by Allen Robertson. And uh, Mitchell also ran for a score, so he was responsible for four touchdowns last night as the Bears beat the Cowboys. And uh, the Cowboys' kicker is also terrible, in case you're curious. Oh, man. I mean, they are also the most missed field goals. Yeah, he's got 10 missed from, field goals this year. It's from the cat. So, most drop balls, most missed field goals, but it's Kellen Moore's fault, yeah, Nick. it's a play calling. What's your problem? Tom Holland saved Spider-Man. The 23-year-old Avengers star shared his battle to get Sony and Marvel to keep Spidey in the MCU on Jimmy Kimmel Live. He says, quote, he was pretty hammered. He didn't eat much, and he got a phone call from an unknown number, and I have a feeling like, I think this is Bob Iger, but I'm drunk. 
He said we had a really good plan, and with what we're going to do with Sony, the future of Spider-Man was still very bright, but it would have been a shame to take him out of the MCU. It's where he belongs, so you can thank a hammered Tom Holland. What for- was crying, too, right? I mean, I'm sure. Just... Bob Iger must have felt felt like uh, you know shell shocked like like I am when I see one of my kids crying <laughs> like I don't know what to do. Well, I'm guessing that according to Tom Holland, the conversation probably went a lot better than he or a lot worse than he thinks it did. You've probably had a conversation with somebody that was hammered, right? When you're not, and it's just like Jesus, man, honest to God, what's happening here? And so it's probably exactly what Bob Iger was thinking. It's like okay, I'm gonna walk this drunk Spider-Man through whatever we're talking about here and give him a plan. And Tom's like, oh, yeah, and then I pitched him some ideas. <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. But we'll see. Either way, if he wants to take credit, I'm happy to give it for it to him because he's a great Spider-Man. Period. Spider-Man. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We got your going to hell story on the way. And Big J on 100.3, the X rocks. Been a while since we've had one of these, but we're going to Lafayette, Indiana for our Mom of the Week here on We're Going to Hell. Oh, how wonderful. Yeah, yeah. There is a woman that's in a little bit of trouble. She's facing multiple felony charges, all after an incident at an indoor trampoline park. Oh, man, the worst place ever. Prosecutors said Davidian Stewart left her children, ages 5, 3, and 1, unattended at the Get Air Trampoline Park for about an hour on November 23rd. Basically, what ended up happening was she took her three children to the trampoline park and then was like, are they good? I'm out. The and oldest is five? Oldest is five, youngest is one. Oh, man. And and bailed and just left. And so the manager was like, where? Don't these children have a mom? And they, she asked the three the kids where the where their supervisor, their their parent was, or if they're here with somebody else. And they're like, no, mommy left. And so oh. the manager then contacted police, who called the Department of Child Services. So they show up, and then the mom shows up, and it's a whole ordeal. Obviously, the the, uh, the child services is like, hey, you can't leave your kids alone at a trampoline park and she's like why people are watching him they're like no they're not there to watch your kids this isn't a babysitting service it's a, it's a business it's like leaving your kid at the grocery store and just leaving but there are people the checkers there to watch them Stewart then later admitted to police that she left the children alone according to court documents so uh, standard operating procedure when child services is brought in investigation taking the kids out of the home for 48 hours at the very least the whole process so I'm a little disappointed. Ms. Stewart was a little upset. What is one to do, Big J? Oh, no. There's more to this story? There's more to this story. Oh, uh, I don't know. Go smoke some crack. No, no. Damn it. I can't confirm nor deny that drugs were involved in the next step. I crack was going to be part of this. But two days later, after the investigation was completed, investigators say that Stewart returned to the Get Air Trampoline Park, Big J. And what does she do? Sets it afire. Close. Just jaw jacks the manager in the face who uh who called the police on her said that she was uh she was very very upset that the manager took the law into her own hands and ratted her out she said as she asked for the manager hey thanks for calling cps and then busted the manager in the nose breaking her nose in three places and knocking her out damn according to the documents the manager claimed that everything went black once she was struck that's what happens. Stewart now faces uh, charges of neglect of a dependent, battery resulting in serious bodily injury, and she was arrested. 
and now faces further charges of resisting arrest and intimidation of a police officer. Look out. She was very upset about this whole thing. So, I, I'm guessing that Ms. Stewart didn't learn a whole lot from her. <laughs> no, I would say the manager learned. Keep her mouth shut. Street justice has been served. Oh, I love that street justice. I feel terrible for those children. I mean, uh, you know, not only do you leave your kids without supervision, very young kids, by the way. Five yeah, to one five, is young. I mean, ten's pushing it. Right. Uh, but five, the one-year-old, I mean, this is a child that probably isn't forming sentences yet. And, yeah. And is out there all by itself. Uh, and not only that, but then you leave them at Compound Fracture Park. It, it just, it, it's a bad idea. Sad. Bad idea. Thank goodness none of the kids were hurt, but... I mean, it sounds like somebody did the right thing and just got a broken nose for it. So, Mom of the Week, congratulations. By the way, those kids aren't coming home anytime soon, in case you're curious. So, now the kids are caught up in God knows what. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, sorry, kids. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. Let's get somebody qualified for the 12 Guitars of Xmas, courtesy of Dick Stereo and Music Corner Inside Pond 1. We are going to do that, hopefully, next on the x Rock. 8.3, the x Rocks. All right, guys, if you want the pick of the litter, you are down to your last day because uh, tonight Randy's going to draw three names. Those are the first three winners for the 12 Guitars of Xmas. They'll have the first three picks for the 12 guitars that are autographed here. You can check out all 12 guitars right now at xrock.com. Check them out on all the social medias as well if you want to take a gander to see what's up there. But, I mean, we've got Godsmack, Shine Down, Papa Roach, Ghost, nothing more. People Mover. It's so cool. Uh, and you have an opportunity to win those and more. And what you win, you pick. You get to pick your guitar. But as these guitars go away your choices become more and more limited. So that's why you want to get in on a day like today so that you're in that first running. The good news is once you're in, you're in for the entire month of giveaways. You don't have to qualify more than once. It does not increase your chances by any stretch of the imagination, but uh, you don't have to qualify every week or anything like that. You're in it for the whole roll. So uh, get on the phone, 208-287-1003, and play the Hallmark Holiday Hustle with us. Big J has got a title. It could be an actual Hallmark holiday movie, or it could be one that we just completely made up off the top of our head. I say to you, good luck. Big J, you've got the title? I do. So let's go to the phones. Good morning, The X. Good morning, fellas. Hey, How man. We're hanging in there. What's your name? Uh, this is Mark. All right, Mark. Good luck. Jingle those bells. Fake or real? Oh, goodness. Hmm. Uh, let's go real. Is it real, Big J? Oh, wrong, <laughs> dude. We totally made it's it up. Very fake. We totally oh. made it up, Mark. It's hard, and man. Those Hallmark movies are goofy ass names. I'll tell you what, and it is hard sometimes to know the real and the fake. But that is a fake one, one that we completely made up. Sorry, you didn't qualify with us, sir. But you have some more chances today. That is for sure. Jason, Drew, Adam, Randy, all having chances to qualify today for the uh, beautiful Twelve Guitars of Xmas. So. Good luck to everybody. Keep doing it. Maybe, just maybe, they'll get easier. Maybe they'll get harder. You never really know with Hallmark. Uh, Morning After with Nick and Big J. All right, let's do some important stuff. Cell phones are a huge part of our lives. They're really good at distracting us, and they can lead to total injuries, too. Oh, yeah. There is a new report that estimates that as many as 4,000 Americans 
suffer injuries related to their cell phone use every single month. Now, injuries reserve, uh, range from minor bruises and falls because they're not paying attention to serious injuries sustained during vehicle accidents like texting and driving and distracted driving. Sure. Now, 41% of the injuries occurred happened in the home. 26% are cuts, lacerations, 25% uh, contusions or abrasions, and then 18% were injuries to internal organs, you know, when you swallow your cell phone. What? Or, or no. you put it up someplace it shouldn't belong. Also, these types of injuries are increasing since 2007, the year the iPhone was first introduced. The number of people reporting cell phone injuries has more than tripled. To avoid injury, keep your phone put away unless you really need it. And then don't stare at the the screen while walking or driving or things like that, obviously. You would think it's common sense, but more people are getting hurt than ever. I'm trying to think if I've ever been injured while on my phone. I don't think that I have. Maybe. I mean, I guess I've bumped into, like, something at some point. I'm sure I have. But, Absolutely, yeah. But I can't, I mean, nothing is sticking out. Certainly nothing that required any kind of attention medical-wise, you know. Yeah, no, I, I would say that aside from the texting and driving, the, the walking while on it <laughs> yes, would be the most likely opportunity to be uh, injured. We've all seen the videos of the, the people walking and then running into things or falling down a manhole or something awful that happens. So yeah. try to pay attention and not don't walk and text. How about that? Or drive and text either. All right, Boise State fans, the team is uh, gearing up for their third consecutive Mount West Championship game on the blue tomorrow. Hawaii Rainbow Warriors in town at Albertson Stadium for the second time this season. Game is scheduled to kick off at 2 p.m. It will be on ESPN. Last time these two teams faced each other, the Broncos beat the Warriors 59-37 to back on October 13th. But it's a whole new ball game, Big J. I need your final score prediction for tomorrow, please. Yeah, let's see. The uh, Broncos secondary is kind of beat up, so that's concerning. Uh, we had, I think, four turnovers in that game, too. Unlikely we would get that many. But that, at the same time, I'm going to equal out because, you know, Curtis Weaver had even mentioned a little bit that they haven't forgotten losing last year on the t- on the blue turf. And I think that uh, burns a hole in them, and uh, they're going to come out pretty fired up. So I'm going to go big win here over Hawaii, uh, 48 to 16. All right, I'm going to say uh, a little bit of the same that Big J said. I think the Broncos jump out to a pretty early lead, but I think it becomes a little bit closer there towards the end, but I still think the Broncos is going to win this one in a no-doubter. I say 42-30 to 30 in favor of the Broncos. I like the over in this game very, very much. Bears defeated the Cowboys 31-24 to 24 last night on Thursday Night Football. Uh, their fourth win in five games for the Bears. Mitchell Trubisky looked like damn Johnny Unitas out there yesterday. 22-44 through the air, three touchdown passes, and ran another one in. Allen Robinson was the favorite receiver for Trubisky. He scored two touchdowns in the win, and uh, Cowboy Nation is reeling Big J. I think the Washington Generals would look great against the Cowboys' defense. Right now, you're probably right. Uh, Pete Loffer and Sam Loeffler of Chevelle were talking a little bit about their recent album, and I'm going to need you to uh, wildly speculate as to what's happening, okay? Because they were talking to a radio station saying that, uh, you know, the new album that was supposed to come out early 2020 probably isn't going to happen now because they might scrap the whole project as it stands and completely start over. Now, the disc isn't done. It was recorded earlier this year, but nor neither a single nor a release date has yet surfaced. When asked why they said, hey, we know you're done recording. How come there's not a new single? Pete said, quote, well, take, things take longer than we thought as well. The good thing is the music will be much better at the end of the day. We're just not sure. And so, you know, they're replacing the bassist, right? Dean is on his way out, who's leaving the band after the current tour. The, he played on this disc, and Pete said, quote, I can't really comment on whether Dean's going to be on the disc because the record may be done twice. I don't know. That's the thing. So he's, a- uh, he's clearly on the one that they have done. Yes, he is done, but now well, there they you might... go. They want to cut him out. Is that what you think that's it what it is? It has to be. Well, dumb. 
Well, then why re-record the whole album? Why not just re-record the bass tracks? Right? I I, I, mean, I don't know the legalities of that, so they might not be able to do that. Pete told us a while back that Chevelle doesn't worry that much about its musical tastes or shifts or anything like that, or even changes in the music business. As far as the fad goes, as far as what's cool, that shifts and goes wherever it goes, but as far as we go, you know, I don't know, our music, we're just doing what the same thing we do every time we make a record. If it's good music, it's going to stand the test of time. It's not about record sales anymore, and, and it shouldn't have been in the first place. The new album, which Sam describes as very melodic, is different than the last few. It'll follow up The North Corridor, which came out in 2016, and then uh, 12 Bloody Spies, which was their B-sides that came out last year. It is a collection of rare cuts uh, that came out during the 14 years of the band's career. So we're going to get new Chevelle, just probably not as soon as you guys might have thought. Morning after with Nick and Big J. Yeah, and we have your Hell Yeah tickets, non-point default, all coming next Thursday to the Rev Center, Nick. Uh, it's going to be a celebration of life for Vinnie Paul, and uh, it's going to be uh, really emotional and really cool at the same time. So we'll get you hooked up with those tickets. You'll also qualify to meet and eat with the band or friends at Rock and Q Barbecue Truck. Going to be hanging out uh, in the back alley there, so we're going to throw down with some barbecue with the band. They love the barbecue. It's going to be a lot of fun. So you get to hang out with Hell Yeah a little bit before the show and then you get to see them that night with Nonpoint as well at the Rev Center. All you have to do to get on the phone to do that is dial 208-287-1003 and then defeat me in Pop Culture Smackdown, which has been easy the last couple of days. No, 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 just yesterday. Just yesterday. You, you, you've, you've run the gamut here the last oh, couple of days. Hello, the X. Uh, was just calling in for the competition. Wonderful. You have done a good job at that. What's your name, sir? Oh, this is Steve Underwood. How are you? Good, Steve. Good luck to you, my friend. Look at you. The city of Roswell, famous for its 1947 UFO incident, is in which state? That would be New Mexico. Right. Why are you laughing? Because I just thought it was funny. All right. Um, (laughs) Nick. They're giving something hard. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Evanescence has become the fourth artist to place a cover of Fleetwood Mac's The Chain on one of Billboard's charts, Nick. It's the number one on rock digital song sales, the number one in the airplay-based uh, hot rock songs. The other charting hard, hard rock covers were by Tantric... Oh. <laughs> Did you screw up the song? The <laughs> we can't make... You can't make Big J's questions too long. He'll roll right into the answer. Yeah, well, I didn't finish <laughs> finish that out. All right, I gave you one of them. But there's three bands that have covered it that have gotten into the rock charts. Uh, we've only played one of these. Hang on. Which one is it? So let me try to break down the question the best I can. You want to know the covers of The Chain, right? That By have appeared on the Billboard chart. On the Billboard rock chart yes. or Billboard chart? Billboard rock chart. Okay, so there's there's four total. Tantric was one. Yeah, and Sham- so was Evanescence. All right, so that, and Sham is Harvest, right? No. Sham is Harvest? The Chain nope. didn't get on there? At all? Nope. All right, well, then I guess I'm wrong. Wrong. Because Sham and Tarvis would have been my first draft pick, because they definitely uh, did a cover yeah, of it. Yeah, I know. That was a trick question all along, and I screwed it up. Tantric, Three Days Grace, and the Highway Women, who just put out the chain earlier this year. The Highway Women? Yeah, you can skip over them. They are a rock band? No. Well, I thought you said it was on the rock chart. Sure. That oh, doesn't. No. It's the billboard. Who do, they don't know what the difference is up and down. So be it. I would have gotten the Three Days Grace one as well. Where I was like, look, were you looking for all three? No, just one of them. Oh, man. And I went to the wrong one right <laughs> off the bat. I would have well, known Well, would you feel days. better if I gave you the PewDiePie uh, question? No. Okay. No, I would not. Uh, congratulations, Steve. You have got tickets to Hell Yeah. You are going to possibly meet the band and eat with them as well. Just call me the butcher. Hang on one second. I butcher segments. We'll get on some information for 
for you, and we are going to spend some time with a little band called Stone Temple Pilots. Rob and Jeff from STP calling in next on the X Rock. <laughs> That is Stone Temple Pilots. That is Roll Me Under here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. That band is coming to town, man. We announced that concert uh, last week. It is uh, Stone Temple Pilots coming by acoustically to play at the Knitting Factory Concert House on the 8th of February. And it is an acoustic performance that has a lot to do with their acoustic album that's coming out on the 7th. And it is an honor and privilege to welcome onto the show uh, Rob DeLeo, who plays guitar for Stone Temple Pilots, and Jeff Gutt, the lead singer of Stone Temple Pilots. They join us on the show right now. Rob, let's start with you man what made you guys decide to do an acoustic album this time around uh you know we just took a little break in time and um just wanted to kind of uh assess and reflect our feelings a bit about uh what has been happening in life and uh what other better way to do it than to uh put it into music and uh all of a sudden we had some songs and and uh all of a sudden we had a record full of uh of, of songs that were kind of directed towards that way. You know, every song kind of starts out acoustically, and, uh, you know, this record just felt like we should keep it that way instead of moving it on to another area of electric. Um, these songs just were fitting for uh, for an acoustic record. Uh, and Jeff, was that was that easier or more challenging for you to uh, to throw down and, and do uh, the singing? I would imagine, you know, throwing down some lyrics as well. Yeah, well, a lot of it was done <clears throat> when we were on our last tour, uh, so um, there was a lot of time to work on things, and we weren't when we weren't on stage or doing other things. So um, yeah, I mean, the, the, the writing a song is just about getting and listening to the music and and going to wherever it takes you. So I just tried to stick with that. And Jeff, uh, second time around now with the guys in STP, was it uh, like falling off a bicycle and just getting right back on and doing it again, or was there some more added pressure to it because you had done it once before now? I don't know. You know, like uh, when the first the first one was getting to know each other and how each other writes songs and um, you know what that process is like with these guys. And uh, so the this second one was just more. Um, it's in a building that we've been going to for a while, so I've been I've been used to the, you know getting into the getting into the rhythm of things. So uh, it was very comfortable, and very organic. Going out and doing the acoustic tour, I mean, super intim- intimate and evening with you guys. It, you know, that that probably lends itself to a lot of fun things that you can do just with the stage presentation and, and mellowing it out. Yeah, you know, we've done some acoustic things before, and it's always been enjoyable to do it. It really kind of uh, shows you the uh, the backbone of, of the songs and kind of how they were written. I mean, all all like I said before, all songs kind of come from an acoustic format be nice doing that. We are on the phone with uh, Rob and Jeff from Stone Temple Pilots. The new album is coming out soon. We have a chance for, to see them in town. They're going to be here on February 8th at the Knitting Factory as part of that acoustic tour. We're very excited to be presenting that show. And then, you know, when you're putting this stuff together and deciding that it's going to be an acoustic album, Rob, was there a different way that you decided to put this together because you were kind of keeping it in those kind of beginning stages? Or did you do it the same as you guys always do it when it comes to recording and preparing? Well, I think it's just a matter of picking the songs is just kind of looking at the songs that have uh, are on the records and you know there's 25 years 30 years of stp music now and uh you know i think it's just a matter of getting in a room and really kind of sitting down and seeing what works and what doesn't um you know that kind of started with the mtv unplugged and uh you know it was it's it's always like i said it's always a treat to you know show people where these songs really originated from and how they were originally uh, played or performed. 
I know it might be kind of weird uh, question to ask, but does, does it seem to be more challenging to do an acoustic tour than it would a normal, you know, loadout? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. A lot more moving parts. Yeah, it's a lot more moving parts. I mean, uh, lots of acoustic guitars, basses, uh, you know, percussion. There's going to be a lot of people. Uh, the techs are going to be busy. <laughs> the guitar techs and the bass deck and the drum, everybody's going to be busy. Uh, but it's just a matter of, you know, how we can best uh, interpret the songs. I think that's really uh, what it comes down to. And also, I imagine, a little less forgiving, right, when it comes to performing live. You know, I, I think of a live acoustic performance as kind of pulling your pants down, uh, <laughs> your ankles. It's kind of that thing. Uh, but, you know, we, we, uh, it's what we do. You know, it's not the first time we've pulling my pants down on my ankles. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like getting pants right on stage, you know? Yeah, yeah. Talking to Jeff and Rob from uh, Stone Temple Pilots. They're in town on February the 8th. You can grab your tickets at xrock.com for that intimate acoustic show. It is going to be awesome. When it came to putting together the album, you guys named it Perdida, which took me back to, like, uh, high school Spanish class. Thank you very much for the refresher course. Uh, Anything, reason why that particular track stood out, why you wanted to name the album that? Um, You know, I I, I thought about it, and it was like, uh, there's, there's, there's just too many um, records that are uh, named in English, and we wanted to be the first to, uh, American band to put one in Spanish. So <laughs> check that. Check the record no. for that. It's 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 early. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not quite all there. I haven't had my coffee yet. But uh, no, it's 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 something sure. that uh, someone once said to me that they had a dream and they dreamt in Spanish. So I I thought that was rather peculiar that someone would dream in Spanish. So I kind of went off of that and uh, thought that loss was a, a, a pretty big word and that uh, the Spanish, uh, it's such a beautiful word, perdida. So that's it, where it came from. It really is. I, have, you, have you seen some or heard at least some interesting pronunciations from us Americans about how to actually say I'm, it? I'm glad you said it, Nick, because I didn't know. I, wasn't, <laughs> I wanted to say something, but I was going to butcher that thing. What do you mean, perdida? <laughs> perdida, yeah. Well, we've just begun, though. <laughs> Give it time. That's true. That is true. Uh, you guys have a bunch of uh, dates mapped out for an early acoustic run in 2020. Have you started doing things beyond that? What's next? Do you think about expanding this tour or anything like that? Uh, we'll see what happens. Um, you know, one thing at a time. What do you think, Jeff? I think it should go forever. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds nice. Forever. I, I like the way you guys think. Well, we are very excited to have you guys back in Boise. Last time around, the show sold out. I got a feeling it's going to do that again when you come through on February the 8th. And, of course, keep an eye out for the brand-new record as well, which will arrive stores the day before you guys come here on February 7th. We're very excited for that as well. Jeff, Rob, thank you very much for making time for us this morning. We appreciate it. Thank, thank you so much. We love Boise. Take care. All right, you too. There is STP. Grab your tickets. They go on sale 10 o'clock this morning at uh, the Knitting Factory website, so make sure you're good to go. I've got a feeling those are going to go fast. On the way, some headlines, but let's take one final look at your ride into work. It's brought to you by... For headlines on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Headlines are as follows, Big J. That's excessive. That's also excessive. And, hmm. Let's go with, hmm. All right. Ever since The Mandalorian uh, premiered on Disney+, Plus, what has been the breakout of that show? Baby Yoda. That is correct. It has entered our lives over the last couple of weeks and has become more popular than ever. And finally, the 50-year-old infant character 
has completely taken over social media. There's memes everywhere you look. You can't go anywhere without Baby Yoda. And finally, we have our very first couple of Baby Yoda tattoos that are coming in. Big J. But oh one boy. is getting a little bit more attention than the other. It's because it is a real tattoo of, you know, that you've seen the Baby Yoda meme. And I'm, I know you saw the episode of him holding the soup in the Mandalorian episode. Yeah. That pops up all over the internet. Well, somebody has taken that image of Baby Yoda, turned it into a tattoo. But instead of a bowl of soup, uh, Baby Yoda is holding a white claw. And no! uh, it's a hard seltzer alcoholic beverage that Big J has uh, declared war on. And uh, this tattoo is getting a lot of responses, obviously, uh, because it's combining two very popular things right now and putting them together in a permanent space. It looks like it's on some dude's arm. Uh, but the uh, the Disney Plus company is very happy with it. They say it's cool. I mean, I don't think they're very happy with the White Claw stuff. But they're, they're happy that Baby Yoda is resonating enough that people are getting tattoos instantly. Just seems like it. I mean, it's one of those tattoos that I feel like maybe not the baby Yoda part. I'm guessing in like four years, though, you'll probably regret that you have white claw on your body. Yeah, you should regret it now. No matter how much you may enjoy it. I feel like that might be it something. It should be a bottle of Jaeger. <laughs> you have a Jaeger tattoo. That's right. I was trying to think of other people that I know that have uh, like liquid uh, potables on their body. I know somebody that has a Dr. Pepper tattoo. And I know you have a Jaegermeister tattoo. That's all I've got. That is all I've got. Would you get a Baby Yoda tattoo, Victor? No. Just making sure. You don't. You love Star Wars. You love Baby Yoda. Not enough to put him on your body. Right. So what made Homer Simpson jump over that? I door? am Homer Simpson. Is that what it was? Okay. No. Uh, that's excessive or that's also excessive? That's excessive. Uh, taking things to an extreme can result in issues. A 71-year-old man from Japan was arrested on November 26th on suspicion of obstruction of business after he allegedly called a telecommunications company 24,000 times over two and a half years. The company says the calls began in May of 2017, and then by October they filed a report with police that said the calls seriously interfered with its business. Police say the man would call this company and either speak aggressively and insult whoever took the call or insist somebody from customer service pay him a personal visit or simply call and then hang up. Reportedly, that he's upset that the phone, that his phone, cannot pick up radio broadcast, and so he wants the company to make that good. He has since been arrested. He's seventy-one years old, Big Jason. No. You know, he's got a lot of time. Hence the twenty-four thousand title it calls. But still, it seems like uh, maybe if somebody actually would have taken the time and helped the guy out with his phone, maybe this wouldn't be a thing, right? Yeah. Just go. Hey, listen, it's real easy. Your phone's got a radio band thing. Here's the here's the thing that you need to do. Boom, and you're good to go. Saved him probably 23,999 phone calls. Wrap it up with that's also excessive. You're familiar with Chipotle, right? The fast food chain? Yeah, of course. Apparently, they take calling out sick very seriously. So much so that apparently they have on-call nurses to check whether employees are genuinely unwell or just hungover. The company's CEO, Brian Nickel, explained that the method behind the procedure during a conference call, he said, quote, we have nurses on call so that if you say, hey, I've been sick, can you get a call into the nurse? The nurse then validates that it's not a hangover or you're really sick, and then we pay for the day off to get healthy again. But if they're just hungover, then obviously we don't pay for the day. The restaurant's thorough policy comes as part of its latest efforts to continuously improve its fast food standards and practices. I mean, I get it. But I will say, if you're in food service, if you're sick, even if you think you're sick, stay the hell home, right? Yeah. Don't serve me my food all yeah. sick. Coming Sicky. from uh, the E. coli group there, <laughs> known as Chipotle. <laughs> right. So, maybe you should just take their word for it and not let them come in. Don't bring either sickness in, even if they're not. 
Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your headlines. You're up to date on everything. We are going to come back with some bad impressions. That's next on the X Rocks. Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. And we have tickets. Static Xmas, baby. It's happening next week, uh, next Wednesday at the Knitting Factory. Static X, uh, the band, original band lineup back together, minus, of course, Wayne Static. So we'll be uh, having a stand-in for him, and uh, it should be very, very interesting. We'll just set you up with those tickets if you can figure out bad impressions here this morning. 208-287-1003 is our phone number. Bad impressions works thusly. Big J has worked hard and diligently to put together three clues. They all revolve around somebody that is pretty famous. If you can figure out who that famous person is in three clues or less, then you're going to go check Check out Static X, dude. Feels pretty good, I bet. Let's go to the phones. Hello, the X. Hey, good morning. Good morning, man. What's your name? Benjamin. All right, Benjamin. Good luck. I hate Thank Xmas you. so much, I made a song called FXmas. Next one. This Halloween, I, I put out a DVD collection called In Search of Darkness. Okay, last one. When I'm not writing books, I'm singing for Slipknot and Stone Sour. Is that Corey Taylor? That is Corey Taylor. Good job, my man. You're going to Static X. Hang on one second. We'll get some information from you, even though Big J got the name of the wrong song. Wrong. Yeah, well, I mean, it's just Xmas. It doesn't really say the whole story. Uh, why is Corey Taylor in the news? Uh, Sunday is going to be Mr. Taylor's birthday. Happy birthday, Corey Taylor. How old do you think Corey is? I know exactly how old he is because I almost oh. picked it for Send Nudes. He's oh. 46 years old. Yep, 46 years old and uh, still going. Yeah, well, I hope so. They're about to release the Stone Sour live album. Which I, I was like so jealous because, you know, they, they ended up doing the, the live by accident uh, recording in Reno. Yeah, and you almost went, right? Yeah, what a stupid place to do a live recording. <laughs> I thought you were uh, coming around on yeah, Reno. Yeah, but no, but I mean, when you're going to do music stuff, you should do it here, Corey. Come on, you know this. Uh, well, yeah, but it was a different, I mean, it was a little bit more, here they played outside, there was inside a little bit more of a controlled sound, controlled environment, and I guess the band didn't even know they were being recorded anyway, so they like... That made it, that made it uh, the, the reason they picked that one, because uh, they didn't know. Recently no married, probably going to be hanging out with the missus on his birthday, and hopefully it's a good one. Man, it's been a while since. So we have Corey Taylor on the show. We got to remedy that, don't we? Yeah, we can use a book or something. Or come through town. That'd be <laughs> nice. Come book. through town, man. Morning after with Nikki Big J. We're going to wrap up the show. That's happening next on the X Rocks. That's the latest from Green Day right there. Father of all mother bleepers on the morning after with Nick and Big J. That's going to wrap up the show for this Friday. That's going to wrap up Big J for the week. He's on vacation, <laughs> yeah! you guys. Suck it. Maybe you don't get it. I'm going to hold down the fort all by myself next week. That's okay. You're going to be gone for like three weeks. That's not true. I'm off, I'm off a week, and then I'm back on for a week while you're gone, and then I'm gone again. Yeah, but people, I think people realize this, that you do the majority of the work. <laughs> it probably so, is a little bit more difficult for you to pick yeah, up the Yeah, yeah. You, it's just, oh, you got to put a stupid joke in here or there to cover <laughs> for me. Uh, I, I, I get here like an hour earlier than I normally do, <laughs> and uh, by the time I like I, you fill in for you, I need another vacation. Well, you'll have one. That's the good news. Will I? Yeah, well. Well, you're taking off the week of Christmas, too, a little uh, bit. Two days. Yeah, still all three, technically, I suppose. You're going to be off on Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Uh, so it will be uh, me flying solo next week. But uh, thanks to everybody for tuning in. Thanks to Stone Temple Pilots, Jeff and Rob, today calling into the show. Don't forget, tickets go on sale in about T-minus eight minutes for that acoustic show on February the 8th. We're very excited to have those guys back. It was great to be on the horn with them today. If you missed any of that, you can check out the podcast section of xrock.com, the interview, and the entire
entire show always up there courtesy of Big J. We gave away some tickets today, and that leaves you with the floor, man. What do you want to say before you go on vacation? Um, Hey, everybody have a great week. Not that you care, right? Yeah, I don't give a damn. Big J's on his own. Uh, reminder, tomorrow, live broadcast, Chili's on Broadway for Chili's Game Dates Championship Saturday, baby. Uh, Broncos, Hawaii, and we want to make sure you're out there partying it up with us two hours before kickoff. It'll start at noon, go until 2 at Chili's on Broadway. You can swing by there to enjoy an opportunity to win a free vehicle from Volkswagen to Boise. The Section 37 axe-throwing trailer will be out there, and all sorts of fun and excitement from Chili's and Sam Adams as well. So make sure you're out there with Jason Drew tomorrow from noon to 2 p.m. and cheer on the Broncos for a Mountain West championship. We will see you come Monday. Jason Drew's up next. It's EX Rocks.